This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Matt and Jessica Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Well, good morning and welcome to Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. I'm Matt Stahlbaum. And I'm Jessica And we are your hosts today on Morning Breath. We uh, love to meet with you guys and to talk about the Bible and to connect. That's right. And today is Monday, February 17th, and we are reading Luke chapter 14 in the Bible today. And Morning Breath is just a way that uh, we do a a radio devotion or you're listening on our podcast. Wherever you're listening, we're so glad that you've joined us. We just read one chapter of the Bible, and we uh, don't talk about it before we do the show, and then we talk about it while we're here with you. And so we just love that you're joining us. You can find out more information at our website at eccc.us. Again, we have a podcast and our app is really the best place to go to get all the information you need. And if you search in your app store, just search the words East Coast app and you'll find what you need. That's right. What else? Anything else we got good? Um, Lots of stuff coming up. Everything is great. Uh, the message series that we've been doing this year. You know, I love our app because you can go back. Sometimes I miss church because of soccer or other things. You know, if you're sick and you have to stay home, it's just so great to be able to pop on the app and catch up. And our uh, Wednesday service, our first Wednesday service back, I think it was like February 4th, was an amazing message with a guest speaker. And I've been sending it to people that I that I knew weren't able to be there that night. And um, so I just love to be able to to catch up like that. Yeah, sounds good. Well, let's start with the chapter. All right, I'm going to read through 17. Do it. Yeah. I must say to you, read. Luke chapter 14. It happened one Sabbath when he went for a meal at the house of one of the ruling Pharisees that they were watching him closely and carefully, hoping to entrap him. And there in front of him was a man who had dropsy, extreme swelling. And Jesus asked the lawyers and the Pharisees, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they kept silent. Then he took hold of the man and healed him and sent him on his way. Then he said to them, which one of you, having a son or an ox that falls into a well, will not immediately pull him out on the Sabbath day? And they were unable to reply to this. Now Jesus began telling a parable to the invited guests when he noticed how they had been selecting the places of honor at the table, saying to them, when you are invited by someone to a wedding feast, do not sit down to eat at the place of honor, since a more distinguished person than you may have been invited by the host. And he who invited both of you will come and say to you, give this man your place. And then, in disgrace, you proceed to take the last place. But when you are invited, go and sit down to eat at the last place, so that when your host comes, he will say to you, Friend, move up higher. And then you will be honored in the presence of all who are at the table with you. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled before others. And he who habitually humbles himself, keeps a realistic self-view, will be exalted. Jesus also went on to say to the one who had invited him, When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or wealthy neighbors. Otherwise, they may also invite you in return, and that will be your repayment. But when you give a banquet or a reception, invite the poor, the disabled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you. For you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous, the just, the upright. When one of those who were reclining at the table with him heard this, he said to him, Blessed, happy, prosperous, to be admired is he who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. But Jesus said to him, a man was giving a big dinner, and he invited many guests. And at the dinner hour, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, come, because everything is ready now. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, 
I have just bought a field, and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five yoke of oxen, and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married, so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servants go out quickly into the streets and the alleys of the towns and bring in the poor and crippled, the blind and the lame. Sir, the servant said, what you ordered has been done, but there is still room. Then the master told a servant, Go out into the roads and country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those who are invited will get a taste of my banquet. Large crowds were traveling with Jesus, and turning to them, he said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees will ridicule you, saying, This person began to build and wasn't able to finish. Or suppose a king is about to go to war against another king. Won't he first sit down and consider whether he is able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000? If he is not able, he will send a delegation while the other is still a long way off and will ask for terms of peace. In the same way, those of you who do not give up everything, you cannot be my disciples. Salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? Is It is fit neither for the soil nor for the manure pile. It is thrown out. Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. Amen. Salt is good. <laughs> yeah. I just had to start with that. I love salt. It's your favorite Bible verse? It is. I just love salt. You know, things that are salty. I'm like, let's add more salt. Anything that you say, oh, this is so salty. I'm like, it's perfect. I know. <laughs> it's funny. Well, let's talk about that. Why? What does that mean? Therefore, salt is good. But if salt becomes tasteless, with what will it be seasoned? It's fit neither for soil nor for the manure pile. It's thrown away. He, he who has ears to hear, let him hear and heed my words. I just thought of this when I read it uh, last night, that grace and truth need to be together. If we give all truth with no grace or love, it's harsh. You know, it's not, it's not seasoned well. It's not going to be able to be received. If we give all grace and no truth, that's not helping anyone because it's not pointing people to the truth and helping them change. So on their own, they lack flavor and substance, but together, it's a good compliment. Yeah, I like it. And I think it's also a challenge to people, to me and to the Pharisees and to his disciples saying like, you've got to be effective. Like, you know, you can claim to be like, going for God and a Christian and, you know, love the Lord and a son or daughter of Jesus and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. But if you're not like doing anything with that, you're, you're just like salt that doesn't salt things. You're just like, Hey, I'm salt over here, but really you're just sand, you know, like, and you're not doing much and people don't want to eat sand. They, they like, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what you're hardened. You don't have the flavor. Mm -hmm. You're not changing anything. And I I love that example, actually salt and sand, because I bump into people that, uh, that they have a choice. Will I be salt or will I be sand? Mm -hmm. And especially when you're challenged or like corrected, that's when you see the salt or sand come out. You're just like, I've seen people um, in church for years and years and years, including myself, get corrected, like deservedly, like you are in the wrong. Hey, we need you to stop that. Mm -hmm. And they have this moment where they can go, 
all right, will I harden, kind of harden up and become ineffective mm-hmm. or will I stay soft and do what I can where I can yeah. and stay salty? Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Is salty like, that's one of those words like when you're salty, that's kind of when you're like, you like, know. Like, what's the word? Like, uh... I can, Only word I can think of is cantankerous, oh, but yeah. I don't think that's the right word. No. I think it's just like you've got an edge to you. Yeah. And like people are like, whoa, bro, why are you so salty, you know? Yeah. Um, which just means like you are having an effect negatively, but this is referring to it in the positive, positive. effect. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think... salt and light are usually go together in the Bible, too. Like, sure. we're, we are to be salt and light. And so that's another way to look at the salt. Light is effective. It brings... Uh, darkness it brings the shadows it it shines on the things that need to be seen so salt is the same way i think you great gave a great example last morning breath of being a thermostat or a thermometer yeah. and it works the same way with salt you know like when you're salt and you show up into a situation you actually change it think about it i love tortilla chips mm-hmm. and hot sauce mm-hmm. like salsa mm-hmm. okay love it but yes. I don't love it as much without salt. Right. You got to have the corn. Yep. Got to have the oil. Yep. You fry that up. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. Then you got to have the salsa. It's got to be the right balance between savory with a hint of sweet. Yeah. Unless you're going for like a mango salsa. Oh, mm, yeah. Delicious. Yes. But when you're standard salsa, <laughs> you need the onions, the jalapenos. You need the cilantro. You need all those tomatoes, a little bit of sweet tanginess of the tomato. You put all that together and then... You got to add that that one key ingredient, yeah. and I'll do it to almost every chip. It's a dash of salt, right? Yeah. Boom! Especially like a pico de gallo. Can yes, I get an amen? Right? You want the pico de gallo to have a little salt on it because if you don't, <laughs> it just tastes like vegetables. Yeah. Like it's not. There's not something. Yeah, like <laughs> nasty, right? No, but like the salt changes the component of that that item. Yeah, and it tastes delicious. Amazing. And it's kind of the same way with our life. When we come into a situation where there's a lot of components that could be positive or negative, mm-hmm. could be mediocre, yeah. right? It's like you if you come to church, we're singing songs and we're talking, okay? That doesn't have to have value or meaning. Right. That can just be we're singing songs and talking, whatever, casual, blah, blah, blah. But when you come in and you put your work and effort into it, mm-hmm. you put your heart into it, you lean into it. And the more people that lean into the moment, the yeah. more effective the moment gets. So and I know that from preaching regularly. Mm-hmm. And I I can preach it to one congregation where half the congregation's leaning in. Yeah. And by the end or the middle of the message, the whole congregation's leaning in. But I've been to messages where nobody's no leading in. Yeah. And it's like, okay, how do I begin to continue to preach the word and kind of find those little sweet spots where people start leaning in and mm-hmm. you can tell, well, that was effective. That hit somebody's heart. They begin to go, and you can see that trickle effect when yeah. one other person besides the person talking or the person singing is like, I'm in. Yes. Let's do this. This is my difference. jam. This is my song. This is my worship. I'm I'm going to worship God. Yep. And then all of a sudden, the whole environment changes. It's so true. I think of uh, our Saturday night service here at East Coast. There's one person, and when they are there, and I'm on stage doing anything, I am like, they're the person who has is he comes in leaned in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's just ready to receive. He's like sitting on the edge of his seat, smiling, looking at you. You're like, I can do this. You know? Yeah. It's so amazing. Yeah. How one person can change the environment. And that's just an example of like a, a church environment, which a lot of us understand that. 
but it works in a lot of other ways. Oh, for sure. I went to a great production uh, in New York City, the Sister Act um, Broadway show. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. And what made it the most awesome is that the people really knew the songs because yes. they had seen those movies, yep. Sister Act. They knew the songs, and and the the uh, the audience was into it, right? Mm -hmm. And it was really nice and and fun and like. I'm like, wow, this is really cool. And I've been to a couple other productions where they weren't as good and, yep. and the audience wasn't as into them and it didn't feel as exciting. And uh, you take that into your any environment that you find yourself, you could take that into work and you have, an, you have a choice. Like you, you run into an environment and it's, uh, it feels cold, a little bit angry, mm -hmm. a little bit tired. You know, I've, I've, I asked somebody the other day, I can't remember who it was, how's work going? They're like, Ah, it's going good, but man, my boss, he is he is fired up today. There's something something going on with him today. Mm -hmm. And I just thought to myself, and I think I mentioned it to him, I said, man, they must need a little bit extra today. Like, wonder if you could lean in on that oh, yeah. a little bit yeah. and, and see what would happen. And uh, sure enough, I, I mean, I know that works. Yeah, it does. If I come in fired up and a little extra, you know. Oh, yeah. If somebody's like, how can I help you today? I'm like, wait, what? Someone wants to help me today? Wait, what? What's this all about? Makes such a difference. You know what? When we come in to record Morning Breath, yeah. old Nick over here. <laughs> Young Nick. <laughs> he's like uh, he's like an old 21-year-old soul, okay? You know what he has every time we come in? Coffee. I, I was going to say, I know, yeah. It's coffee. Hot and ready to and go. It's, he's like, who needs a hot cup of coffee? I know. And that just little extra that makes makes, all the makes it so much easier. Yep. You know, it's like, man, we're we look, we just come in, there's some hot coffee, there's some water, like tissues, pens, all these things. Mm -hmm. And it just makes our, our recording a lot easier. Yep. And you know, this you can take that into your family with your parents, with your children. Instead of responding to the environment, you know, what if what if we're going for the chips and salsa analogy again? And People are like, gonna go get some Mexican food tonight. I'm just better. gonna say, I want some <laughs> taco you know, Monday. And you're like, you got chips and vegetables and herbs, and you just like, you know what? Let me just bring more vegetables. Let me just bring more herbs. Let mm -hmm. me. I'm gonna bring some broccoli. And no, like that doesn't sound like a great salsa. Mm -mm. But if you're like, you know what? I see what this needs. This needs some salt, yep. some lime juice. Yep. You know, boom, here we go. Some cheese. Some cheese. Come on. Right? <laughs> you bring a little extra to the situation and, and you, you just you just throw in what God's put inside of you. Yep. Come to serve. Uh anything else on that? Because I, I could keep going. I just no, read a I bunch about great. it. I was reading about these characters in the days of, of Rome that they would they would go before the patrons. They would go before the the wealthy. They would go before them, and they would make things easier in their life. And they would like walk into like a restaurant or walk into a meeting and say, "Hey, you know, I don't know the name. You know, let's say Titus is coming, mm -hmm. and Titus it needs this, 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 and this, right?" And uh, they would serve the person, the patron, or whatever. And so when the patron would come in, things were easier for them. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people complain about that. Like today, it's like, I don't, I don't want to use my genius to help somebody else's 
uh, life, yeah. you know, there's a lot of like selfishness. There's lawsuits like mm-hmm. of, of people like apprentices, like saying, I'm not going to apprentice for them or like, you know, I'm not helping the doctor, you know, like, ah, yeah. da, da, like all that nonsense. And, and the thing that, that what you don't realize is you, when you learn to serve other people, when you learn to make a way for other people, you actually make a way for yourself. Yeah. Like some of the greatest art, like Michelangelo and Da Vinci, all came from people that interned under great artists, oh, and, yeah. and they helped the artist, and they ended up being a better More artist. Famous, yes, yeah, because they got closer to to what where the the talent and the success and and everything was. They got to meet people they would have never got to meet, and they right. got to get around and in circles where they would never get around. I've met some pretty incredible, amazing people that are actually very positive in my life, and the way that I got to meet them is because of the person that I got around was not them. I got around the person that served by them mm-hmm. and, and you know, like, was there, right? And I got around them. Next thing you know, I'm in this circle and I serve somebody else faithfully. Next thing you know, I'm in I'm in rooms with people like I shouldn't be in rooms with. Yeah. I'm like, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. Well, I served faithfully, yeah. right? That works everywhere. That works at your job. That works at your church. That mm-hmm. works in your home. Serve somebody and you, you know what will happen? Things will change for you. Yep. Things will get better for you. Yeah. It actually goes along with verse 11 in this chapter. It says, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled before others, but he who habitually humbles himself continually keeps a realistic self-view. They will be exalted. And it just reminded me of this other verse. I'm not sure where it is, but it's humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. And we can never go wrong, like you're saying, by keeping a humble heart. And attitude, not in this self-deprecating, oh, I'm just a lowly worm, like false humility way. Not that at all. But like this verse says, keeping a realistic self-view of ourselves, self-view, a proper revelation of our identity, thinking who even am I apart from Jesus? You know, like that kind of view. Mm. He has given me everything that pertains to life and godliness. But apart from him, I I really can do nothing. So realistic self-view should cause thankfulness to rise up within us, gratefulness to God that he would be so kind and so generous to choose us, to save us, to call us his kids, less of us, more of him, that whole line of thinking. Because the more we bring glory to God's name, the more that that gratitude and that thankfulness will rise up within us, which will only serve to cause true humility to be cultivated within us. And the second thing that I thought about this verse is it's, the pressure is off. Like Remind me of the verse again? From 11. 11. Yeah. The pressure is off because it's God's job, not mine, to lift myself up. It's it's uh, if he wants me to have a position or a certain stature or whatever, and I'm focusing on being humble and, like you said, serving other people, I can 100% trust that he will lift me up. I mean, I just think about the fact that I'm even, like, talking on the radio right now about this the Bible. Like, the way that that started was not because I sought to do this. Like, I kind of came kicking and screaming. I just started reading my Bible and getting a lot out of it and learning about it and going to learn, going to read the Bible because I wanted to learn more about Jesus. I really focused on humbling myself in the sight of the Lord, and I have seen him lift me up. Not that being on the radio is being lifted up, but it is, it's it's a, um, it's the result of a lot of faithfulness. It's the result of me reading my Bible every single day for years and learning things and journaling and writing things about it and getting digging the truth out and allowing myself to be corrected when I read read a verse that would cause conviction. You know, all of those things have brought me to here. I think about you being invited to England in that crazy, this crazy moment where you were how old? 20? 
20. 20. And you were invited out of nowhere um, from this guy who was a pastor at the church that Matt Redmond went to. Like crazy situation. And you were invited to England and you got to go there and you were in this humble place of like, you really didn't know what to do with your life, but you really were humbling yourself in the sight of the Lord. You were working at the church as a janitor and there you were and God met you there. And he, I mean, you could not have orchestrated that event in your life. No. At Impossible. all. You humbled yourself in the sight of the Lord and he lifted you up. And I think that that's something that, um, like you said, the apprentices who don't want to work and don't want to share their genius and all that stuff, like... They'll only go so far. They will. They'll only go so far. You know, that was one verse I highlighted too. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. This is a very strong principle that you need to look at in your life. Uh, I One time I was sitting in a meeting and someone took my seat and I sit at the head of the table in this one particular meeting. And they were like doing it kind of as a joke. And I'm not throwing them under the bus if they ever hear this. you know, I, <laughs> Don't worry about it. But I said, you know what the Bible says? And they're like, what? They're like, they're scared now. And I'm like... So don't take the seat of honor because it'll be taken from you. Take the second seat and let somebody bring you into the place of honor. Mm-hmm. And they're like, the Bible says that? I'm like, absolutely. That that The Bible talks about even taking a seat. Yeah. And, you know, just something like, you know, your own dad's seat. He's got a seat in the mm-hmm. house. You know, sometimes kids like to jump in that seat. I'm just going to tell you, you know, give your dad the seat of honor. Like, yeah. let him have it. That's good. Go get him the remote. Mm-hmm. Go get him the seltzer water. Like, you know, honor your father and mother. Like, your life will be long, the Bible says. Yeah. Honor your boss. Give him the seat of honor. Give him the place. For those that have authority, respect and honor them. Yeah. You know, someone someone doesn't necessarily have to be perfect to deserve honor, right? Mm-hmm. You can honor people. And when you honor others, they, what, what, what the Bible literally says that when you humble yourself, you will be exalted. Yeah. But if you exalt yourself, you, you will, will be, be humbled. humbled. Yeah. Being humble and being humbled is two totally different things. Yeah. Humble is my choice. Being right. humbled is your choice. Yeah. Like you put me down, I am humbled. Like yeah. if you if I take the second seat mm-hmm. or the third seat or the tenth seat, I am humbling myself. Yeah. And who will ultimately exalt me? The Lord. But he's exalting me because I'm willing to exalt him. Mm -hmm. So truly what's happening is you're getting in this flow where God will be exalted and you get to be a part of it. Like you're not getting exalted. You're just getting to be a part of the Lord being exalted. You're like the little donkey that Jesus rode on down, you know, um, right before on Palm Sunday, right before Easter. It's like that little donkey. How cool was that? Now, Jesus was being honored, but... The little donkey was in the mix. To be a part of it. He's like, I got Jesus up on my back. Mm-hmm. All these other donkeys over here, like, <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Okay. Why? Because I got Jesus on my back. That's the point of this. Continue to lift Christ up higher. Mm-hmm. Continue to lift others up. Continue to help others. Don't think, what can I get out of this? Think about this. What would be the greater mission that God wants to do? And how can I help get that done? Even if I don't get credit for it, oh my gosh, right there you are planting so many seeds. Mm-hmm. You you are putting, you are literally putting the mission above your own personality. Yeah. And that is so against our, our like, our nature as a person. Our ego screams to be seen. Yeah. And then, of course, we see that in social media like never before because it's like everybody has a platform mm-hmm. now. You know, and it's like you chose to put that in public, like, what is wrong with you? Like, I mean, you see, you're like, why would you 
why would that be your your big thing today you want to yeah. tell everybody like yeah. come on yeah. like get the big mission going here like proclaim Jesus because no one wants to truly follow you right actually I don't even know that or not they want to follow something bigger than themselves and the best thing and the biggest thing is Jesus Christ yeah like he is is worth it. I think being part of the mission is such a good thing to focus on because the more that we humble ourselves, then Jesus lifts us up, then we need to just point it all back to Jesus again. Like we're pointing it back. Like we're humbling ourselves. We're getting lifted up. We're pointing back to Jesus. And so really we're not getting lifted up for ourselves sake. Like you said, they're not following us. We need to be pointing them to Jesus. So he gets all the glory and he gets all the credit and he gets all the fame. So we are going to go ahead and take a break and we will be right back. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira and Coco. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. As always, we offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility, located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. We want to be a church that's focused on God, focused on the people on the inside, and focused on the people on the outside. Love God, love the church, love people, because we're building a life-giving church that lasts. East Coast Christian Center. Join us every weekend, Saturday night at 5.30 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30, 10, and 11.30 a.m. East Coast Christian Center is located at 680 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. The Avenue Worship Center. Enjoy a fresh brewed cup of coffee with friends and family. Service times are at 9.30 and 11 a.m. at 85 North Richland Avenue. East Coast Christian Center, Coco. We now have three services every Sunday morning at 8.15, 10 o'clock, and 11.45 a.m. Located at 1855 North Friday Road, Coco. For more information, call 452-1060, extension 100. That's 452-1060, extension 100. Or visit us online at eccc.us. That's eccc.us. East Coast Christian Center, building a life-giving church that lasts. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. breath. All right, welcome back to Morning Breath. And we're talking about humbling ourselves instead of being humbled. And I just love the exchange that if two people enter into a marriage, 
and my idea is to serve you and your idea is to serve me. Mm-hmm. We never run out of resources. We yeah. never run out of love. Like my tank's always full because you're filling it and your tank's always full because I'm filling your tank. And so it's this incredible cycle that happens in marriage. And I just I just know that people are down on marriage in today's age. Um, and one of the reasons why they're down on it is because they don't understand that principle. Yeah, A lot of people are trying to lift themselves up mm-hmm. and they're taking from the other person instead of giving to the other person. Right. And marriage isn't two people like 50, 50 coming together. It's actually hundred, hundred. It's you giving a hundred. It's me giving a hundred. Mm-hmm. And in that we never run out of resources. Yeah. That's so good. I think I can blame Jerry Maguire, that movie from long, long ago. when he said, you complete me. That is so, that's so not true, right? Like, who who needs to complete us? Jesus needs Come to complete on. us. And then we can have everything that we need to give to one another. And yeah. so I think that's a great, better a, better a cycle of humility than a crazy cycle. So it starts know? with, like, our relationship with God. Yeah. And then it's serving that other person. That's right. And in that, we can have a cycle of respect and love yep. in our marriage. That's right. And anytime we break that principle... We have issues. Yep. Everyone does. Yes. We encourage you to serve one another, humble yourself, Yep. and whatever you're in, you will be exalted. That's right. God will exalt you because he is being exalted. That's right. See you God guys tomorrow. You guys. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.